another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, and today's guest is somebody pretty magical. Um, I have with me today Joe, Joey, excuse me, Havens, who is the author of Leading with Significance, where he really dives in and reveals everything about his experiences helping lead just the successful transformation of Horn's culture. Now, you may not necessarily be familiar with Horn, but they are in the top 25 CPA companies. So we're definitely going to dive into that and how that all came about. And he'll hopefully share a couple of behind the scenes pieces that will help you support you in growing your business. But really, I think part of it comes down to is the culture um, and how to make it magnetic and really putting people first. So he just cuts through the theories of academia and shows just the real human emotions that elevate a corporate uh, culture to one that is really genuine, enduring, and magnetic. So please help me welcome Joey to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, Joey? Thank you, Shay. Uh, I really appreciate that and uh, appreciate this opportunity uh, to be with you today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because... You know, it may not necessarily be the sexiest thing to talk about, um, but I think it is probably one of the most important things to talk about is just like company culture and continuing to scale and grow. And you've got different dynamics and people's personalities. So I would love to know, you know, you've been with Horn for a number of years, a number, a number of years. And uh, <laughs> Being with them from like essentially, I would assume close to the beginning to now being one of the top 25 CPA firms, like how in the world did you guys start? How did you scale? What was the thing that was like broken to really just like catapult you through to where you guys are now? Well, that's uh, with 60 years of service, uh, we've just celebrated our 60th anniversary. So I haven't been around for all of those years, but I did make 39 of them. Uh, you know, that's a can be a pretty long answer. But uh, mm -hmm. to give you the short history of Horn, uh, we started in 1962. Uh, so uh, we uh, started in a little town in Laurel, Mississippi. And for many years, and when I joined the firm, we were a Mississippi uh, company, uh, Mississippi CPA firm. We had three offices in the state. Uh, and that was the vision of the leaders, Roy Ward being the uh, original, uh, one of the original founders uh, with William F. Horn. And uh, so that vision grew uh, bigger and bigger. And it wasn't long before we were in multiple states in the Southeast and uh, we were a top 100 firm. Uh, is is the accounting industry likes to track things. And <laughs> it came to 2011, we were sitting around number 55 and uh, we were having a transition in uh, our managing partner. And I was up for consideration for that. And uh, during that process, we really stopped and assessed where we were, uh, you know, what was good about our culture, what was not working. Uh, we were growing, kind of following the industry, just uh, three, four, five percent organic growth. We weren't really 
you know, burning it up. We wanted double digit growth. We wanted exponential growth. Um, we, we had our share of turnover. Our turnover was actually escalating and, um, for our profession in public accounting, uh, turnover is a pretty uh, high number anyway, but ours was getting over 20%. It was affecting client service. And so as part of that transition, we laid out a vision where uh, we would stop and make culture number one. We would be a people first organization. It was all about client service before that. Uh, but we were failing at client service because we didn't have the people, you know, to to carry out what I call a wow ex, wow experience. So yeah, that, we re- that's fascinating to think about, right? It's like, oh, it's all about the client. It's all about making them happy. But when the people first in your organization aren't happy and aren't delivering, that's then, you know coming through to your clients. So you can't actually deliver there, but if you switched it, then they, they end up receiving the benefits of that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. When you care for your people, they'll care for your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, we forget that the way people work and uh, how they work uh, depends on why they work. And so uh, if they're in an organization where they have a strong sense of belonging, where they feel like leadership trusts them, where they feel like leadership is invested in them, that cares about them, is serving them, then you can get wild client experiences and then you can get exponential growth. So uh, that's what we experienced over the next 10 years. And we've had just exponential growth the last uh, four or five years. And now we are with organic growth, not buying other firms, not merging and acquiring firms. So many of the bigger firms have acquired other firms. Mm-hmm. We've uh, through organic growth, through growing our people and through our people and bringing opportunities to them, we're now in the top 25. That's amazing. Uh, congratulations. That's fantastic. However, I want I want to ask you, okay, so your book, leading with significance. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what is what is significance? And then what is what is leading with significance mean? And what's the purpose of it? Yeah, so in the final chapter, I'll offer even more thoughts uh, about that. But um, we have two choices in life. And um, the first choice is we can chase success. And when we chase success, it's all about me. It's all about more, 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 uh, more power, more control, more titles, more money. It's a endless race that you never win. You have uh, some fleeting pleasure, obviously from time to time, but no real lasting joy or happiness uh, comes from chasing success every day. Uh, the other choice is to live a life of significance or to lead with significance where you're having an impact on people, where you are contributing to something bigger than yourself. And I really believe God calls us to serve each other, to serve others. And when you do that, when you make those choices, you experience more happiness, you experience more joy. And by the way, Success follows significance. 
when you're having significance and you're impacting people, you're going to find success. But significance doesn't follow success. Success right. follows <laughs> significance. That that makes sense. So essentially, that's kind of that pivot that you all made was going from, oh, focused on the client, but now focusing on your internal team and having significance within the team. Is that right? Yes. I mean, I think if you uh, interviewed Horn clients today, uh, which we've grown exponentially, they're telling up, they become raving cheerleaders is what happens because they are being taken care of. They are are seeing a company and a team that is out there for them. So uh, it's not that you that client service is not important. It's just they're so intertwined. But you have to take care of your people first. Your people have to understand uh, that they matter, mm -hmm. that what they're doing is important, that they can achieve their dreams, that they can connect their personal values and their uh, personal purpose to the company's mission and purpose. I, I would think that it also allows um, hiring and retention to be better, right? Oh, <clears throat> absolutely. Once we got focused on our people, once we started getting the feedback, we focused on a sense of belonging at Horn. Uh, we formed circles of sense of belonging, just continue to get feedback and work on those things. Our, um, our turnover, which was over 20%, we maintained it under 15% for, for many years. And our retention and then our attraction to talent, we started attracting more and more talent. More and more people wanted to be on the, the Horn team. And so what I tell people is that if you get culture right, you will not have to worry about growth. Mm -hmm. You will have growth. Mm -hmm. And if you have culture right and you're getting growth, you will not have to worry about profitability. Mm -hmm. But what most most of us do, we start with what we want the bottom line or growth to be, and we plug the people thing in. And so what we did is flip that, and culture was our number one strategic priority. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now... So somebody who's listening right now, they're like, okay, I get it. I understand the concept. Um, I'm going to pick up the book. But until they get the book, um, what would you say are some of the first steps for you know our leaders listening to really start building that stronger culture? Well, um, I think there's a couple of things I would share. First is that everybody, everybody's journey will be unique. Um, when you're dealing with people, you know, you're going to have unique situations and unique journeys. So the book is not as much how to, although <clears throat> everything about our journey and what we used and how we used it and all the mistakes we made, most of the human emotions that I could capture are all in there. So it's a very complex journey, uh, but one that's very worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, so it so it's unique, but where do you start is having the courage, and this takes courage. And the reason I say that is because if you ask people, tell me how good your cur uh, your culture is from one to ten. 
seven being good, eight being really good, nine being great, and 10 being magnetic. But, you know, six, five, four, three, two, one, to, to all the way down to toxic. And I've interviewed hundreds of them. 90% of them are going to say our culture is good or better. And yet, it's just like, you know, if you ask people who's you got a room of 1,200 people, who's better than the average driver, 80% of them are going to say I'm better than the average driver. We can't all be better than the median. So if people are quitting, 4 million of people a month quit jobs last year in America. If we if we got good cultures, how is that possible? And uh, the reason is, is that our good cultures stink. In other words, over time, we allow behaviors that, uh, or we have experiences that aren't consistent. So it takes courage because that's part of our identity. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, yeah, we our company's good. We had the same thing in two, 2011. Horn had good culture. We had street credibility. People would tell you, you ought to go to work with the Horn Group. But internally, we had lots of problems when we peeled that onion back. It takes courage to pull it back. You're going to have some things that you need to build on. That's your strengths. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have some constraints. You're probably going to have some behaviors that you've allowed in some leaders that have got to be corrected. So that's the very first step. The second step is a compelling vision about who do you want to be? Who who are you going to be? What's your compelling vision? Yeah, I, I think we've heard all of the, oh, that person's just been promoted to incompetence, right? And they just, it it's true. Like you've just been promoted to the point where you're like, uh, doesn't really fit, but we don't want to get rid of them. We don't want to necessarily like create something that's just a foofy job title and put you over in the corner, but you deserve to take a look at like, how is this helping support supporting or hurting the culture of the company? How's it impacting everybody else? And, um, People, you can put up all the banners and you can have all the pretty slogans you want to have. People see, uh, believe what they see. Uh, So that's very important. Your actions are going to speak louder than anything. Yeah, that's so true. So like, what do you think it is that people want out of a workplace culture? You know, that's a pretty easy question. It's not hard to fulfill. I mean, it's hard to fulfill, uh, but they want to matter. You know, people want to matter. They want to know what they're working on matters. What they do matters. They want to be seen and respected, appreciated. They want to receive recognition. Um, They want a workplace where this, this is something that I try to stress. You're not trying to build a workplace that's a dream. Hmm. That is not what a magnetic culture is. You're trying to build a workplace where people can achieve their dreams. And that's very different. Oh, that is fascinating. I, I, okay, so tell me more about that. So like I, I was reading something, I think it's like the dream manager or something along those lines where they were having the high turnover and they didn't have the culture until they started asking their team members, you know, what is it that you want? 
And I think for this particular one, they were saying, I just want to be able to buy a house, right? Like that's my dream. And you're like, oh, okay, well, how can we support you in doing that? Can we bring in some education? Like the owners are like, oh, they just want more money or they just want more benefits. And they're like, no, I just want to be able to know how to buy a house, right? So it's like, do you know what your people want, what their dream is? And then what are you doing to support them? Is that kind of the adding to that significance piece? It is. Uh, you're touching on a point uh, that I, I think is just absolutely critical. Uh, leaders have to trust in the inherent good in people. And when they do that, they have to demonstrate in very intentional ways how they connect, how they serve, and how they care for their people. So obviously, if, Shay, you and I are on the same team, mm-hmm. It's going to be very important that I understand what your aspirations are. Do you want to be challenged? Do you want that next certification? Um, is it about child care and being at your kindergarten graduation right now? Do you have elder care going on? You have a mother that has fallen. I mean, how can uh, I provide you the kind of uh, work environment if I don't understand who you are? And so, Leaders have to be vulnerable enough to trust that people want to succeed, they want to bring their best, and provide them with more autonomy in when, where, and how they work. Mm, Yeah. So much in that. Um, Shoot, we could could probably talk for another (laughs) 20 minutes or more just even on that topic, but sadly, we have to go. Um, This has been eye-opening and fascinating because I think at least where I'm at right now, this this conversation has been surrounding me. It's been showing up in a couple of different locations, like clients that I work with or people that are coming into my space, my own team, things like that, right? So I want to just say thank you, one, for, you know, showing up and being um, that that beacon for us to start looking at it and start paying attention to me as a leader. What do I need to do to build that stronger culture and know what's happening with my, my team members. And it's not necessarily just about the bottom line. It's like by investing in my team, it then, you know, what is the like trickle effect is it supports the clients, right? Or our clients or our customers. So Thank you for that. Um, secondly, I mentioned earlier your book, right? Leading with Significance. Um, super excited about this. This is my copy, y'all. However, <laughs> Joey has done something fun and exciting. And so um, tell us about like what you've done for us, Joey. There's there's not just this one book. There's another one, right? Right. We've got another one we're going to give away. And uh, then we're going to also give away 10 copies of my ebook, ABCs to Outstanding. And uh, I can promise you, if you focus on those three things, you'll never be average again. Oh, my God. I love it. So um, we are going to go ahead and make sure that this is out on social media. We're going to do a raffle. Um, check out all my social medias in regards to the podcast here for your chance to win the book. And I will send that to you directly or be one of the additional extra winners because 
Joey's got some good stuff here. I'm, I'm really excited to dive into this myself. So thank you for sending me a copy. And before I let you go, um, I would love to know, you know, like what is what is this last kind of takeaway or memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with today? Um, I think I would say the magic is in the people and be intentional and be bold. Brilliant. I love it. Thank you, Joey. Thank you so much for being here and joining us today. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm really excited for you to take these lessons, these resources. Go pick up the book. It's on Amazon. Um, learn from what he's got going on today. Start implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.